Sherry Pitcher, welcome to the Worcester Real Estate Podcast. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Good. Thanks for joining. I know you're a very busy person. Yeah. Even though your office isn't far, it's not the easiest to to get away during the business day (laughs) to do a silly podcast. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm excited to talk to you because you have a ton of experience in the city, you have Mm -hmm. a ton of connections in the city, Mm -hmm. and you more than most have a real pulse on where we're at yeah. in the city of Worcester. But before we get to all that, I kind of want to take a step back and kind of understand how you got to where you are. Okay. So you're originally from the area. Yes, I grew up in West Boylston. Yes, but it, so post high school, mm-hmm. you go to where? Fairfield University in Fairfield, Connecticut. And what do you study? I studied communications. I was a communications major. I wanted to be um, get into news broadcasting, which is wasn't a necessarily a major that they offered there, but it, it was a path yeah. that I thought um, I, I would take and ended up, um, I worked every summer when I, through college at State Mutual Insurance, which is now Hanover, yep. you know, a large employer here in, in the city. They do, they do a ton for the city. Um, they do now and they did back then. I worked there every summer through college and then after graduation moved out there and um, went back to work in Hanover and then decided that I wanted to live in Northern California and give that a shot. So I, six months after um, being at, at State Mutual, I packed my bags and moved to San Francisco, well, the Bay Area. Now, I, the general Worcester area wasn't always as exciting as it is now. So I can understand uh, from a high level why one, one would want to move out to yeah. California. What was the driving force behind? Well, I think when I was in when I was in college, I think my my junior year, um, my parents sold the house that I grew up in, and they moved to East Brookfield yeah. for my dad's job. He was employed by uh, Norton Company now, Saint Gobain, for yeah. five years. So, he was working um, for them in Connecticut at the time, and they they moved. So I really didn't have a tie, close tie to the area, and the economy here was not that great. It was the early nineties. Yeah. Um, now you know how old I am. But, um, <laughs> wasn't gonna ask Sherry. Not my goal. Um, and so I thought that there'd be better opportunities for me, you know, career-wise in um, in Northern California. So I relocated up there and ended up working for an advertising agency um, for several years. Yeah. My, and the first job I had was working on the Saturn account, which at the time was a new car brand that was being. It was launched. exciting. Yeah, yeah, it was really really fun. And it was. My mom drove a Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a big. A different big kind brand. of company, a different kind of car. Right. So I learned I learned a ton there, and then. Um, after that, leapt into the um, the dot com world, which in the mid to late '90s was really big Huge. in in, in um, the Bay Area. So I was down in Silicon Valley and working for a startup, and that was really really fun and super intense. And uh, ended up working for them for a couple years until I had my daughter, and then um, took some took some time off. What was the startup and what were they working on? So it was it was a company called Pointcast, which was an internet news and information network. Okay. It was really ahead of its time because yeah. I remember, and it was my job to sort of go in and meet with um, advertisers because it was it was a free to the consumer or to the user, but it was supported by advertising. And since I had the advertising background, I was sort of doing sales and account management and going out and telling people about this news and information network. And what it essentially did was replace the screensaver on a computer and you could customize the news that was coming across your screen. Yep. So, but it really relied on um, the internet. Yep. So at, at the time, in, in the, you were probably even born yet, Chris, but in the <laughs> mid to late 90s, no one really knew what okay, the internet Sherry, was. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> No one knew what the 
internet was. No one knew what the internet was. No, and everyone was on dial-up connections, yep. and so it ended up being, um, I mean, it was it was really fun, and, and I learned a ton just about technology, but that the, was, it was a product that was way ahead of its time, and, you know, they were eventually going to go public, and I'm not sure where they are today. I think there's still some shell of a company that exists, yeah. but... And that that was that was a great great experience for me. And then from there, I went and worked for more traditional companies doing sales sales and marketing. I yeah. worked for a company called Kensington, that is based in California. And then they had an opportunity to relocate me back to um, Central Mass. So okay. I took the um, that opportunity to move back here because I had a daughter who was two and really never thought about raising a family in, in Northern California. I sort of went out there with the intent of moving back in three to five years. And after being there for seven years, this opportunity um, was became available to me. So I jumped on it and literally packed my bags and moved back here. Yeah. My husband said, we can move back east as long as we don't live in Worcester. Okay. So we've been living in Worcester for about, <laughs> about 20 years. <laughs> some, battles, education. some battles are won, yeah. some are not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fun. and I, it's funny because when I, you know, growing up in my schools, I never thought of myself as sort of living in in Worcester. Yeah. I mean, I clearly spent a lot of time here. I used to come down to the mall. I would um, take the bus down here from from West Boylston, but um, I just, you know, I, I really, um, I really love love the city, and yeah. I love living in the city, and I live, you know, I live right near WPI on the on the west side of, of Worcester, and um, that's where my husband and I have decided to, you know, raise our family, and it's been it's been great. It's I love working in Worcester. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Um, it's I like to say it's a city that's finally realized its full potential. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you've seen the complete opposite end of the spectrum in Silicon Valley. These right. high thriving, highly dense mm-hmm. cities. Mm-hmm. Are there things? Are there things you think we could replicate? that Silicon Valley does well here in Worcester? I think, um, first of all, I think getting, you know, more people, having the city be an 18-hour city is important. So that's why I'm really excited about all the new residential development that's happening downtown because, you know, we don't want people just here during the day and then there to be a ghost town. So having uh, that vitality, that 18-hour city is really, really important. And that's why I think that these residential projects are so important you know the building where Fidelity Bank is right now 145 front yes 370 units it's the luxury apartments they're 100% full right now and I just think that that's very indicative of what you know people are looking for I mean I think people are gravitating towards an urban lifestyle and I think um, when I look at other cities that are successful and places where where I've lived like when I lived in Menlo Park you know they they do have um, a blend of residential people that are, live there and also people that, that work there and that, yes. that's what I think really drives um, the success of a city and I think it's really really important I think people in the Worcester should really care about I mean what's happening downtown because yes. I think the lens by which people and I'm saying you know people outside of the city mostly view the success of a city or the vitality of a city is through is through the downtown so for the downtown to be um, place where people want to come to, you know, have, go shop or eat, have some experience or just come, come to work or live. I think it's really important to have a downtown that serves all those, those needs. And that's here, that 18 hour cycle is, it's here now. I was out uh, a couple Fridays ago, yeah. downtown mm-hmm. around the corner from where we are. And there was 
a ton of young people right. milling about yeah. downtown Worcester right. on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case five or ten years ago. Yeah, no, and it's it's definitely I've 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 witnessed it myself. You know, I worked at the chamber for three and a half years, and um, there was people that there were so many naysayers out there, and there's still a lot of people out there. But we we I've always been really really positive about this city, yeah. and I used to tell people. Before, even before I started working at the chamber, I was like, Worcester is not obvious. You have to kind of get in here and explore the neighborhoods and explore all the, the great things that the city has yes. to offer. And I feel like, you know, we have the nine colleges. There's so many great sure. things that, that, are, that are here already and that have been here for quite some time. So a lot of this new development is just sort of bringing a lot, a lot of that together. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, you asked me about, you know, how to make things that I've seen in other cities that would, you know, that I'd like to see here in Worcester would be, I think, making the city more walkable. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying, like, having necessarily, like, I probably would never, like, walk to work because that, I would need to my car. But yeah. just when I'm here, you'd be able, be, being able to walk places and making connection, better connections from the downtown to the neighborhoods, like the Pleasant Street Corridor, um, down to Shrewsbury Street through Washington Square, right. under the Green Street Bridge to the Canal District. These are all areas that there's a lot of things happening. So just helping people get there either by car or on foot, I think would be making yeah. it a little bit, making those connections easier, I think would be something that would be, I think would help the city. Is part of walkability a cultural change too? Because yes, don't you have to get people to think about the walkability yeah. of this therapy? Yeah, I think, and, and right now, I mean, in, um, you know, I think it's it's hard to make, you know, in terms of infrastructure, a city that it's easy to drive around in and easy to walk around in. I think that's a big challenge to do that. Yeah. But I think, you know, people, when you're here downtown, like, I don't know, have you ever thought about walking to Shrewsbury Street? It's really not far, but it's just not a, yeah. it's not a, it's not a comfortable walk. And I don't mean in terms of public safety. I feel safe anywhere in the city. Yep. It's just, it's just difficult to get there you have to go under the under a bridge bridge. you have to go through the rotary rotary. yeah there's there's no like easy way to get there and i don't want i don't want people i want feet on the street so i don't want us to build sky bridges or anything like that i just want to make the city a little bit more walkable and easier to navigate either by car or or on foot or on a bike i think downtown to say parts of the canal district doable Mm -hmm. and i think folks are doing that more. yeah i do too i think that the missing piece to your point, yeah. Shrewsbury Street, because there's a ton going right. on down there. Right. Yeah. And even like if you go like to North Main, like Lincoln, Lincoln, um, Lincoln Square, like that's really tough area, and there's a lot of stuff happening there um, with new residential development in the old courthouse and MCPHS is growing. So I think that that's an area too that yeah. it's really hard to drive through Lincoln, Lincoln Square, and it's hard to walk through Lincoln Square. And as as they're looking at doing some further development on, on the auditorium yeah. and really activating that space, you know, how, how, so all these areas are important and that's why the downtown's important, but also the connections to all these different, you know, places where there, there's yeah. a lot of stuff happening is, is critical as well. But it's, it's, I think, the most fun time to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you've been, been working in Worcester as a professional for a while. Did you ever imagine, you know, 10 or so years yeah. ago? We no. Get to where we are now. No. I, I guess yes and no. You so hoped. Because you had seen I was very it optimistic. elsewhere. I was very yeah. optimistic. And yeah. I used to tell people that I want, and this is when I worked at the chamber and I was doing um, business recruitment, economic development, yeah. that I want the city to be a place where my daughter would want to move to when she graduated from college. Right. Because people are like, what are, you know, what are you doing? And it's like, well, this is, this is what I'm doing. And when I would say that to people, that would really resonate with them because, ah, that makes sense. Yes. You wanted a place. And not that... If, if she doesn't move here, it, it has failed, 
But if it's a place that she would say, yeah, I would consider living in Worcester. Yep. And there's a lot of young people that are choosing to, to live in Worcester, whether they've gone to school here um, for college or yes. they grew up here, you know, went away to college and, and then, then they come back. So that to me is very indicative that the city, that we're doing the right, that we're doing the right thing. And that hasn't obviously always been the case. We had to the number amount of universities you mentioned, there's yeah. always this brain drain. Right. People come here for four years, right. maybe they're from right. here, maybe they're not, right. but they walk across the stage right. with their cap and gown and then they're out of right. town. That, that brain drain, I think, has slowed and sort of started mm-hmm. to reverse yeah. a bit. I think so. But it, again, it's having the companies that are going to be able to hire them for jobs. Right. And that's why it's so important that we look at that, you know, the tax rate. Yep. I'm going to get a little political here. You know, yep. I think, you know, what our um, commercial tax rate tax rate is among the highest in central Very mass. High. And yep. that makes it really challenging for people that are in your business to bring, to bring companies here or for property owners and anyone to do construction. Our, our lease rates don't support um, new construction, so there needs to be some appreciation on our, our lease rates so we can get those companies here to employ the students that are yeah. either you know going to school here or that are that want to come back after they, after they graduate. So they need to have the, the jobs, and that's a real critical um, piece yeah. of the puzzle here. And, and you're so right, because not, not to get too technical on you know lease structure, but if, if a lease is gonna be triple net, and the owner is passing all the expenses along to the tenant, right. the tax bill here is a hurdle. Yep. Especially, a lot of retail still are small business startups. Yep. Yep. And that's a, a, an obstacle for them. Yep. And what we've seen is some companies, established or startups, are choosing some of the suburbs around Worcester. Because right. in some of these towns, and yep. um, just for example, in Millbury alone, mm-hmm. the tax, the commercial tax rate is half right. of Worcester. Right. right. That's much easier mm-hmm. if a tenant has to pay triple yeah. expenses to take yeah. that on. It, it is. I think and you're I absolutely think it, right. I think it's. I think it's a huge. It's a huge challenge for us, um, and that's something that I hope that the next um, election and the city council will, will, will take up and start moving in towards, yeah. like, towards a single tax rate. I yeah. think that would be um, really beneficial for for the city in so many ways. And at the same time, it feels like though public sector and the private sector are, at least some, a lot of the key stakeholders, are trying to move in the same direction. Yes, yeah, there's, yeah. there's yeah, a lot there's, of there's, synergy. There's a lot of coordination, and I yeah. think that's one of the things I like about the city is there's a high level of collaboration and coordination. You know, as you said, with public-private partnerships, you know, between the chamber, the city, and organizations like the WBDC, and yeah. you had um, Craig on here as well. And um, everyone just sort of, sort of work, working together, defining what our priorities are. Yep. You know, and then there's the cities making significant investments in infrastructure. You have this Main Street project that, yes. I mean, I think it's going to just, you know, Main Street reimagined. It's, it's going to be amazing, make make um, downtown more walkable, and hopefully that will encourage you know some more retailers to come to come downtown because yeah. I do think having that mix of you know retail and restaurants and experiences and amenities is really key for the city to continue to grow um, and succeed. I would agree. Yeah. So now you spent some time at the chamber, yep. now you're the vice president of <laughs> business development, yes. which is sort of this catch-all yeah. thing for you yeah. You try to help grow Fidelity mm-hmm. Bank. Yeah. As Fidelity Bank has grown, the city's grown. Right. Yeah, so we, um, we just opened um, almost exactly a year ago. Um, our second location here in Worcester, we're, down, we're downtown. We really felt like it was important for us to contribute to what was happening in the yeah. city, particularly in, a, in the downtown. So we have um, 
a relatively small branch right here, but it is a full service branch for um, consumers and commercial um, to service our service our retail and yeah. um, commercial customers. And then we're co-locating with Protein House, which is a great restaurant. They have a location in Marlboro and location here in Worcester, so that's been really fun. It's, it's very like, cool in there. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a new concept. I mean, Capital One has their cafes, but sure. it's, a, it's a new concept for Worcester and. Um, we're going to start to be doing some programming at the branch um, in September. So we're going to be doing um, some yoga classes. We're gonna yeah, be doing I was going to ask you about that. I mean, it was some yoga classes finally. I've been talking about it, but yeah. it's finally happening. And we're going to be doing some other um, events and, you know, some bank-related, like a cybersecurity uh, workshop sure. as well as, yep. you know, potentially maybe like even like a wine tasting or something and sort of everything yeah. everything in between because we really want we don't want the bank to shut down at five o'clock we really want to contribute to that 18 hour city and to that vitality particularly you know with the um, 145 front with the resident um, res, the apartments being full yeah. those residents you know may want to you know choose to do something and go out and so yeah that's it's been it's been great um, where we just uh, announced a merger with a small bank uh, based out of um, Fitchburg Okay. Federal Savings, yes. $100 million bank. They have a location in Stowe and Needham, which is going to extend our footprint a little bit towards um, closer to Boston, which we're really excited about that. So, um, yeah, so it's going great. Yeah, it's I great mean, place it's, to work. it's great to have great local lenders yep. investing heavily mm -hmm. into the area. Mm -hmm. I think that's been a key to the, yeah. the region's success. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, we were the lead bank on a, the consortium that financed on 20 Franklin Street. Um, we financed the Fidelity Bank Worcester Ice Center and obviously did the naming rights for that building. Yeah. We've also done a couple other, um, been some participation on some other big projects uh, down here in the Mercantile Center as well as some buildings on Main Street. So um, we really wanted to make an impact on, on, on the market and yeah. start putting our, you know, our money where our mouth is, I guess, and our branches are. Well, it's definitely an exciting time to be in the city. Mm -hmm. It's great to be able to work alongside professionals like yourself as we're all trying to, like I said, move in that right direction. Well, thank you, Chris. Well, thanks for coming on. Sure. Oh, thanks this for was, having me. This was fun. <laughs> it was really yeah. fun. We'll have to do this again. Anytime. Yeah. You know yeah. where to find me. Oh, I do. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you.